You're listening to Comedy Central. Professor Kendi, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. It's great to be back on the show. Um, yeah, it's good to be back for you. But technically, the last time I saw you was in the studio. Yeah. A lot has changed since then. I mean, not just the fact that people are at home, but the fact that America has seen so many changes. And yet, some may argue America has seen so much more of the same. Your book rose to the New York Times bestsellers list um, during the protests. And what, what many people gravitated to in your work was how you laid steps out for people to engage in anti-racism. Tell me a little bit more about that. And firstly, why you felt it was necessary to lay out the steps and the tools that people could use and why it's so important to be anti-racist as opposed to just not being racist. When racial inequity and injustice is normal, if you do nothing, what's going to happen to that normality? It's, it's going to persist. And, and so I, I really wanted to encourage people to actively challenge racism, but also to, to realize there's a direct opposite to notions of racial hierarchy. And that's notions of racial equality, which are anti-racist ideas. There, there's a direct opposite to policies that lead to or maintain racial inequity. And that's anti-racist policy. So, so we can be creating a different type of America with different types of policies and different type of ideas. A lot of people love your work because you delve into the past and you tie it to the present. This project is really special because you are editing a book about the history of being African-American. And yet, instead of just looking at it through the lens of one person, one author, one storyteller, you've gone with multiple stories. Just everyone from every walk of life who fought for black freedom in America, from the slave trade all the way through to the current day. Tell me why you thought you could retell a story that has been told so many times in a different way. Why did you think, I'll jump on this project to edit this book? Well, I mean, with the 400th anniversary or birthday of, of, of Black America approaching, I think we wanted to figure out a new way to tell Black, Black America's history. We wanted a new way to commemorate this moment. And one of the oldest racist ideas is this idea that we're a monolith, um, that, that there is not incredible diversity within Black America. And, and also, African-American history has traditionally been written by a man, oftentimes a Black man. And so I think with those two things, we really wanted to bring together a community to write the history of a community, an extremely diverse community. And I think that's one of the things we're most proud about in terms of this book, just the diversity of Blackness within the book and even the ordinary and extraordinary characters we, 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 we share. When you look at those stories, do you ever wonder what your dream is for the end goal? Sometimes I'll be talking to friends who'll say, what is like your definition of white privilege? And I say, just for me personally, I go, for me, white privilege is you have the opportunity to fail on your behalf and succeed on your behalf and your behalf alone. You know, if a white man launches a rocket to the moon, that's what he did. You know, if a white man shoots up a school, that's what he did. If a black person launches a rocket to the moon, then, I mean, these niggas be launching rockets. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I, I, I wonder what your idea is as a professor who studies race. What are, you, what are you hoping that we get to? What place do you hope to see us achieve? Well, it's, 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 it's ironic you, you speak about that individuality because I think in the introduction to 400 Souls, 
I wrote about how we're not able as black people to be individuals, right? Um, and, and so certainly for me, that would be an end goal. But, but I also think, you know, justice, um, you know, equal justice, you know, for all peoples, you know, just something as simple as when I see a member of public safety or police officer or whatever we would have in the future, I don't feel scared, right. <laughs> you know? When I haven't done anything wrong, I'm not going to to, to certainly feel scared. Or, or something like I walk into a, a place to, to apply for a job and I don't have to look twice at what I'm wearing, how I'm going to speak, because that's not really going to matter, you know, especially if, um, you know, I have the qualifications. I've always wondered, uh, you know, when I traveled the world, I was, you know, I'd, I'd be lucky enough, my comedy would take me to different countries. I was always intrigued by how black people specifically would be treated differently when they were not the black of that country. You know, like black Americans would come to South Africa and oftentimes whether it was shopkeepers or, you know, just people in the street, they'd be like, oh, you, you're a black American. You're very, very different. And sometimes even Africans from other African countries would come and be treated differently. The same I would notice in America. Is, is there something in the story of race that is also tied to the history of how the country has treated the people of that race in the country? I, I think so. I, I think race and racism is simultaneously global and national. In, in other words, you can see similar trends across the world, but each of those trends, each of those policies, and each of those racial constructions are distinct to the nation. But what's also consistent is pretty much every nation in the world argues that they're not racist <laughs> towards black people. <laughs> yeah, you see that across the board, um, whether it's you know the South African apartheid government or, or through to the US, no matter who it is, people go like, no, 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 we're not racist. We just do these racist things to these people. There's, there's a new administration in the White House. Many people feel like this is a new opportunity for America. Joe Biden has said on multiple occasions that racism is going to be at the forefront of his agenda, which has drawn him a lot of criticism. What would you hope that he would do, actually do, that could move America forward in achieving that racial equality? Well, one thing he's doing with the coronavirus is he's he continues to say that he's going to put science before politics. And so as it relates to racial inequity and injustice, if he was to put silence, science before politics, if he was to essentially look at what scholars are saying, how we can eliminate inequities and injustices, how we can reduce or eliminate police, not necessarily be as concerned about white swing voters or even Republican mm -hmm. voters, then I think he would be able to make some serious advances in rooting out racism. But the, the fact of the matter is, is the irony is the very folks who support racist policies that drive us apart through inequities, who support racist policies that maintain racial injustice that causes people to be killed by police, which then leads to mass demonstrations, are the very people trying to claim we're divisive, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the fundamental, you know, fallacy. We want to, equality brings people together last night. Right. Well, I, I will say this. Um, it will always be a journey. Uh, it'll always be a challenging one. 
but having somebody like you and people like you who are writing some of the most amazing works to uh, help us figure it all out, uh, I think helps every single day. So thank you so much for joining us on the show again. Thank you for editing this amazing piece of work, and I hope to see you again. Thank you so much, Trevor. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.